you belong in the gym. Like you all have a space in the gym, no matter how old you are, no matter what injuries you've gone through, no matter what your fitness level is, there's a space for you at the gym and you absolutely deserve to be there. There's no criteria that you need to be meeting. Just go find your space. You are welcome there. We all want you to be there. So come to the gym, come to fitness. We love to have you. This is Nicole Carr. I am a certified personal trainer and a competitive bodybuilder. And this is Built, brought to you by FitBod. Welcome back to the show, everybody. I'm super excited about today's guest. Her name is Nicole Carr, and she is the poster child for a FitBod success story. This girl found the app in 2019 and used it as a stepping stone to get herself to a point where she just finished competing on stage in a bodybuilding competition. She actually won that competition. And I just think that is an amazingly condensed version of success, showing someone using this app just to propel their passion forward. And she went from an absolute beginner to absolutely killing it on stage. And she works as a personal trainer. And I think our listeners are really going to love hearing her story and just ignite that passion within themselves as well. For me, what caught my attention is her mental game during those last few weeks right before she's going to get on stage it gets difficult the hormones uh, there's that desire not to quit but she fought through it mentally and that gives me a call to step up my mental game what she did is fantastic it's so much about the mental game i agree if you're listening to this maybe you're beginning your journey and you're thinking you want to be fit. You want to even possibly compete in a bodybuilding competition, but you can't see how that's possible. Nicole is here to show that path. It is possible. All things are possible. And it all began for Nicole and for me with the FitBot app. So stay tuned. I hope you enjoy this episode. I remember when I first saw your post on the Facebook FitBod community page about how excited you were about a bodybuilding competition that you had participated in and won. And I was so excited to sit down and find out your story about how you had come to become a bodybuilder from starting with an app like FitBod. Welcome to the program. Thanks for coming. Thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Tell us about what you do for a living and just give us a little bit of background on you. I'm an average Midwest girl, grew up in Wisconsin, still living in Wisconsin. And I work currently as a personal trainer at one of the local clubs here. Have you always been athletically inclined? Has this no. been a lifelong thing for you? It has not. So actually, I was not into fitness at all. Growing up, I didn't play any sports at all. I actually failed a gym class in high school. Mm -hmm. I didn't come into fitness until into my late 20s. And that's when it really took off for me. Tell us about the story. Take us along. I was just not feeling very confident where I was at in my life, just feeling a little bit driftless, not feeling very confident with how I looked or what I was able to do physically. So I had a job that allowed me time to go to a gym. So I picked up a local gym membership at a Planet Fitness. Good times. Okay. <laughs> and I started out there just doing your general like cardio, hitting the treadmills, hitting the ellipticals, doing like 30, 60 minutes, not really any strength training, just with the general goal of just trying to like lose weight. Mm -hmm. And so then a short time after I'd started going to the gym, I went to visit one of my friends and he was watching a YouTube video and there were these like super buff dudes and they were lifting all these heavy weights. And I looked at him and I said, do you think that women can do that too? And he said, yeah, absolutely. So 
that's when I was like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be a weightlifter. <laughs> that's kind of when I found my way to FitBod. Planet Fitness has some dumbbells and some Smith machines. So I was able to build a profile with the FitBod, with the equipment that Planet had, and then all those little tutorial videos, the guidance with providing sets and rep ranges and the exercise selection, and just really started to hit the weights and kind of took off from there. What was the process that you went through to actually like land on FitBod? Because there's a lot of apps mm-hmm. out there. There's a lot of variety. Did you know what you were looking for? Or maybe no. what stood out about FitBod to catch your eye and make you commit? It's funny because I actually started off trying to like write it down with like a, a notebook, like a physical notebook and pen that I was bringing. And that was impractical. So then I tried to do like a Google Sheets and that worked okay, but like not great. Um, So then I was looking for an app and I just went into the app store and searched fitness tracking apps and FitBod was the first one that popped up. So I just downloaded it without knowing anything about it, without doing any research. So then like, I think you get three free workouts with your first download. So then I didn't realize that. (laughs) So then I was at the gym and I used up all my free workouts. And then it said, if you want to continue using it, you have to pay. And I was like, oh no. But I like it so much. I'm going to have to do it. <laughs> so, so then I just <laughs> talk about right on the spot, making yeah. that decision right then yeah. and there. Did you have an understanding of like different lifts and how to like technically do them? What was your experience with all of this? I never weightlifted before. Okay. So I didn't have any experience going into it. I had a friend, like, a friend that was doing some strength training. So I'd go to the gym and have a good gym buddy sometimes. And he did some sports in like high school. So he kind of had some idea what he was doing. So that was my initial guidance. But then FitBod really took over kind of for both of us for that little bit that we were training together. You mentioned opening up that you are a bodybuilder and a personal trainer, but which came first? Which was the genesis? Did you go for the bodybuilding arena first and then decide to go personal trainer or the other way around? The personal trainer side came first. So I got certified last August and that actually came from FitBod community inspiration as well. Because when I joined the FitBod app, it sent me an email saying like, hey, we also have this Facebook community. And I was like, that sounds cool. Like, sure, I'll check that out. And there was a girl that had posted in there that she had just got her certification from Massum. And I was like, Mm -hmm. man, that seems like such a cool thing. And at the time I was doing some office management, office administration for a company here locally. And with COVID and everything and the times changing, I had more time. So I was like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to get my certification. So I went online, registered, got certified, immediately got a job at a local gym and started training. And then I always wanted to do bodybuilding ever since I picked up my first weight. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to be like so fit. I'm going to be a bodybuilder. I'm going to get up there on the stage. After it was about like, let's see, I just started really seriously doing my cut for that in November, this past November. So it was uh-huh. a fairly recent thing to actually mm-hmm. hire the coach and go through the cut and get lean enough to be on stage doing the competition. I want to get to that. I want to get to the bodybuilding because yeah. it's fascinating to me. I, yeah. <laughs> I contemplated that. And I know everyone who gets serious goes through that mm-hmm. thought process. Mm-hmm. But talk about NASM. Talk about your certification. I know that there are people listening that are into fitness now. They're using the app and they're getting fit. 
and they're thinking about it. Like this might be a, yeah. a career for them. Talk about the process of researching the various programs. There's ACE, there's NASM, mm -hmm. and talk about the difficulty level. How much did you have to dedicate to that study program? When I was debating on whether or not I wanted to pursue personal training, I did some research into like, if I got that certification, what kind of job would I be able to get after I have that? How would I be able to use that certification? So that's ultimately why I chose NASM. I also talked to the personal trainer at the gym that I was doing my own training at and asked him how he got certified and what program he recommended. And for him, it was the NASM one as well. So that NASM one is accepted in pretty much every gym. That's such a broad certification that you're going to be able to get hired pretty quickly. So that's why I chose that one. So NASM is widely accepted. It's a little bit different than the ACE program, right? I think there's a, mm -hmm. a bit more on the medical side, I believe. But Jonica, you went a similar route, but chose ACE. Well, I actually researched, I wanted to do, because like you, Nicole, I knew that I wanted to become a personal trainer and I did a little bit of research and I tried to do actually the online route. And I actually found it really hard to find time to dedicate to the study that was necessary in amongst all the other things that were going on in my life at that time. And I struggled without kind of having that like in-person feedback. So I actually researched locally and found a program, a technical program that was actually a full-time program for me. So I actually quit my job and went back to school full-time. The program that they prep you for is the ACE certification exam. So it wasn't so much the exam that I was focused on. ACE is also recognized, like I'm in Canada. Mm -hmm. And so ACE is recognized in the United States and Canada. So it felt like there was a broad enough appeal for it. But I really liked having the hands on working with an instructor, being able to have all my questions answered. We went into the gym and actually like physically did things. And to me, I'm maybe a very tactile learner. And so that was the route that kind of caught my eye as something that was a little bit more dedicated. There wasn't that wishy-washy that I had to be really disciplined to find that time in my own schedule. So I, my hat is off to you, Nicole. Like I think yeah. to be able to find the time to do that while you're still working a job and dedicate because it's a lot of time. You have to put the hours in to learn that information. So congrats to you. A lot of time put into the learning. And then I remember going through the courses and I wanted to make sure that I understood it because I wanted mm -hmm. to be a personal trainer and I wanted to use it to help people. And I understood how quickly you can get hurt doing weightlifting and how important form is and how important body mechanics are. And so I would do the coursework and then I'd go and watch like supplemental like YouTube videos or like documentaries or things like that. So I can just learn more about the human anatomy and how these movements are supposed to work. So yeah, it was hours and hours. <laughs> so how long did it actually take you to prep from the time you started the program until you, the time you wrote the test? What was the time frame that you dedicated to that? It took, let's see, probably four or five months, I think. Good for you. That tells me that you're super dedicated. Another time frame that I would love to focus on is because I don't know that people realize. Tell people when you found the FitBot app and when you competed in the years yeah. between those two, when you competed in the competition, because that is mind blowing. Yeah. So I found the FitBot app. It would have been like August of 2019. And then I just competed in April of 2023. That is amazing <laughs> to go from beginner to on stage winning. I just applaud you. I think that's amazing. So how did you ride out COVID through all of that? Like, how did that play into it? 
FitBod was super helpful during the COVID time as well. Being able to adjust your workout to do the bodyweight workouts and the FitBod app has those banded workouts. So during COVID, I would watch a lot of YouTube videos. I'd follow along yoga or dance videos. I went for a lot of running outside and then I would do a lot of bodyweight and banded workouts. What was the motivation for going into bodybuilding? Because a lot of people don't mind exercising for the health But bodybuilding is a whole nother level of discipline and dedication, nutrition, Mm -hmm. all that. What motivated you so shortly after starting weight training to go for that? I love a good challenge. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) It was on my bucket list. I don't know. There's just something about bodybuilding that just calls me to it. Seeing the dedication and the discipline and just so much work and it takes so long to get there. It's that delayed gratification. And it's just so much like mental training as well as physical training. So that's the draw. And once I was certified and working in the gym, like I really wanted to take my fitness to the next level. What's the next thing? I had the time, I had the space. I was like, now is my moment. So bodybuilding. (laughs) So what would you say was the most difficult aspect of that? And what did you enjoy most of it? Because despite the discipline you have, there are things you enjoy more than others. The most difficult part would be, it's a mental game, especially towards the end, being low calorie that long, being in the deficit, being that restricted, your body's not functioning at high levels. So there's a lot of like brain fog, a lot of hormone dysfunction. So there would be a lot of moments where I would get like just really in my feels and really like, I can't do this. I'm not big enough. I'm not strong enough. I don't have the muscle definition. Like I don't have the determination. Like I can't keep going. And then just like digging down deep and remembering why you started and telling yourself, basically you can, I can like, I'm going to, and you just keep going and you just like close your eyes and you just keep going. (laughs) (laughs) The hardest part was definitely that, that mental drive. Cause at some point it, it does stop becoming fun and it is just the grind for especially that last five weeks before show It is just just a grind. And then the most fun part would be for me, some other people might not agree with this. It was the diet. It's hard. It's hard being that low calorie, but it also gives you an opportunity to get super creative with how am I going to find food that fits my macros. That's also going to be satisfying and high volume. So I got pretty creative in the kitchen. I tried things I never thought I'd try. I found all sorts of new ways to incorporate vegetables into things, learned a lot of life lessons in that. So I really enjoyed that part of it. I can only imagine how your clients must have been inspired by watching you go through this process as well. But aside from them, who would you say was like your biggest supporter as you went through this? My husband, he has been a huge support. The bodybuilding is a selfish sport and it is not easy on the people, your family around you. You've Mm -hmm. got so many restrictions and your emotions are all over the place. And my husband, Joe was just always there, always supportive, always encouraging me doing everything he could to help. He likes air fried foods and that was off my list for the prep time. So he like took his air fryer out on the patio. If he did air fried foods, he'd do it out there. So the smell wouldn't be in the kitchen. When I came home. <laughs> <laughs> That's <Yeah>. kind. <laughs> like little things like that, like just like really, really thoughtful, really supportive every step of the way. 
How did you go about finding somebody to coach you through all of this? Through local connections. Working in a gym, you get to know a lot of the members. So one of the members was also a competitive bodybuilder. So just talking to that person and asking how they started and getting the connections that way. Tell the audience, how did you place in the bodybuilding competition? Uh, I did very well. So I did two shows. I did an OCB show out in DeKalb and I got second place for that one. And then I did a show here in Madison and I placed first place in that one. That is awesome. Congratulations. That's impressive. I would love to dig a little bit deeper into some of the diet tips that you were talking about Mm -hmm. that you learned in the process here. I think personally, as I meet with people and as I work with people, nutrition is the number one stumbling block for most people. There's a lot of people who can get themselves to the gym on a regular basis, but fail to see the results that they're wanting because they really, really struggle when it comes to diet and nutrition. So what are some of the tips and tricks that you could share with our audience members to maybe help them clean up in that area of their lives? I couldn't agree more. It is so hard to control what you have on the plate. So general tips, aim for protein, like start with your protein goal, try hit 30 grams of protein per meal, aiming for roughly 90 grams of protein per day. Granted that can change person to person depending on your goals, but aim high with protein and have protein be your primary goal in your foods. And then the Mm -hmm. second thing would be try to incorporate whole fruits and veggies into every single dish, like mm-hmm. even breakfast. Like I know it can be hard sometimes, but maybe that looks like a little side salad with your eggs or like roasting some zucchini or sauteing some spinach along with whatever it is you're eating. I put cauliflower in my oatmeal. Like you can get creative with veggies. <laughs> so just finding sure. a way to sneak those veggies in every chance you can. What's the timing on your meals? How far apart do you go before you have another meal? Not very far. (laughs) (laughs) I've heard recommendations like carry a gallon of water and eat every three hours. It really depends person to person, like what your schedule looks like, what your routine looks like. Being a personal trainer and being a gym addict, I'm incredibly active. So I Mm -hmm. can eat quite a few calories in a day. Normally I'll start out with a pretty large breakfast and then I'll have a snack a couple hours later and then a lunch and then another snack and then dinner and then a late night snack. (laughs) I'm with you, Nicole. I don't know that I could go too long between meals or between eating. And I think, I don't know, like you, I'm very active myself as well. And I'm at the gym and I think everybody honestly has to find what works for them. Like you were saying, Mm -hmm. what your individual schedule and what your individual daily intake of calories is. But I don't think there's any one magic recipe for when you eat or how many times you eat. I think it's understanding calories in and calories out and just what's going to work best for you. Because I get a little hangry if I go too far between meals. I don't think people want me to be on that edge. (laughs) As long as you don't turn green, Janica. (laughs) I don't carry a lot of extra body weight either. So Mm -hmm. I like to maintain a pretty lean physique. And so I don't think I have a lot of extra calories to be drawing from. And I'm expending a lot of calories every day in the gym through my workout. Nicole, you mentioned something that I would like to touch on. And I'm wondering if you had any struggles. You talked about kind of hormone fluctuations and things that maybe changed as you went through that severe cut to prep for competition. Did you have any struggles coming back to baseline after going through such a severe regimen for your body? Post-show is sometimes harder than the prep 
for the show coming off of that high and you've been working so hard and so you've been so focused for so long on that one goal and now it's mm-hmm. done and now you're just like now what <laughs> now what do I do yeah. you can't just go back to normal you can't just say okay well now I'm done with my show so I can eat whatever I want you've been so restricted for so long, you have to slowly reintroduce foods. And there's a lot of mental struggle as well as physical struggle with some digestive issues, trying to reintroduce different foods into your diet. And then the mental struggle of what am I supposed to do now? And then also you've been so focused on getting leaner, getting smaller, like cutting down weight. And now you're trying to go back up. So seeing those numbers on the scale go up, like looking in the mirror and you're starting to lose some of that definition and like being okay with that and understanding that this is healthy. Like having body fat is healthy (laughs) and that's where I need to be. It was really, really hard to get back on track. How long did you allow yourself to come back to that normal again? I'm still working on it. My last show was April 29th, and now we are on June 11th. (laughs) And I am just now, just this past week, starting to feel like back to normal. My energy levels are back. I'm sleeping better. My weight is where it should be. That is such dedication. That's amazing. During that time of the bodybuilding phase and now coming out of it, are there any foods that you used to like that you no longer like? Or were there new taste buds that you developed? Could you talk about being creative with food? And I wonder if things have changed pre and post as far as taste buds or how you compose your plate. Things like sugar and salt really, really stand out. So it's really easy for something to be too sweet or too salty for me because mm-hmm. I wasn't using a lot of seasonings and stuff, especially towards the end. So flavors really, really stand out to me now, which can be great for cooking. <laughs> and then how I compose my plate right now, like I said before, just mainly focusing on protein. So getting a lean protein, I eat a lot of chicken, turkey, and beef, and then sometimes some fish. Fish is great. I just, it can be a little smelly to cook in the house. It's the only reason I don't eat it as often as I should. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And then vegetables. So trying to get as many vegetables as I can into my dish. That's what I like to do. I'm very rarely just making like a chicken breast with a side of rice, some sort of stir fry or some sort of like pasta with a chickpea pasta or like zucchini noodles or cauliflower noodles. And then just getting as many, like making my own sauces and just trying to pack every vegetable I can into my dishes. In your quest to find and to consume more protein, let's go through a list of maybe some of your top favorites, the things that are a good bang for your buck in the way of protein, as far as keeping the calories low, but having the protein kickback be enough to make it worth the calorie expenditure. What are some of your faves? Chicken breast, lean ground turkey, egg whites. Egg whites are a great one. I'm very neutral too, so you can really incorporate those into a lot of things. I'll use protein powders and then cottage cheese and Greek yogurt, fat-free Greek yogurt. Cottage cheese is having a moment, is it not? I'm not sure if you're following, but I think you can pretty much do anything with cottage cheese these days. I'm making a cottage (laughs) cheese cheesecake on a regular basis, but it's Mm -hmm. cottage cheese, protein powder, and an egg. And you bake that up and that is just to die for. It is my Mm -hmm. favorite. I like to try different flavor combinations, but that's one of my favorite go-tos. 
Do you track your macros with an app or you've gotten to the point where you just know your portion sizes by intuition? And if you do track with an app, what app do you use and what do you like about it? I do track with an app. It is the MyFitnessPal app and I have the premium version. I'm working my way to get to intuitive eating, but taking it slowly, coming off of the show, your hormones are imbalanced. So your hunger cues are off tracking post show mostly to just stay on track, but I'm coming off of tracking right now. I'm mostly just tracking protein just and water just to make sure I hit those goals. I'm the same as you in that I generally try to track protein, but I don't track calories. And I've really tried to learn how to eat intuitively. I feel like that is the best way for my body to stay on track and to just like mentally be like, okay, that's how much protein I got in that meal. That's how much I'm tally that up over the day. But I feel like that's my sweet spot too. So I want to come back to the FitBod app and I'd love for you to share some of your experience around transitioning from using the FitBod app for a general fitness routine to using it to drive your chase to compete in a bodybuilding competition. What are some of the things that you did to use the app? One of the features I used heavily for that was the saved workout feature. So I would go in, create a new workout using the choose individual exercise feature, build my workout, put in the sets, put in the reps, and then save it. And then you can name it. So I would name it like phase one glute hamstring workout. And then when it was that time to do that part of the program, then I could just load it. And then I could use the exercise history feature to see, okay, what did I do the last week that I did this and where do I want to be today? So it was super helpful for all of my training. How much did you have to modify the suggestions that the app gave you for routines as well as the weight? Oh, 100%. <laughs> that's good to know. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that's 100%. <laughs> it's pretty specialized. Although there is a setting for bodybuilding and you can let it drive you. When you're in that mode, you're getting pretty specific about the amount of time you spend on a certain body part. You are. And then your training is going through phases. So my training looked like six week cycles. So I would run the same workout routine for six weeks in a row. If Monday is my leg day and I'm starting with a barbell back squat, I'm doing that barbell back squat for six mm -hmm. weeks in a row. I would love you to take our listeners through a little bit of the time commitment that you put into the gym. Tell us a little bit about what your everyday before training for competition, how many hours, how many days a week would you spend in the gym versus once you got into that serious competitor mode and were really building towards competition. Let's talk about the difference of time? My time in the gym has really gone through phases. So when I first started to put on muscle and run mm -hmm. a training program about two and a half years ago, I was dedicating like two and a half to three hours, five or six days a week in the gym. And that just wasn't mm -hmm. sustainable. So then it dialed back and I was more in kind of a, a little bit of a maintenance, but still trying to just work on some of my lifts. So coming up to show, I was probably spending, I don't know, maybe an hour and a half to two hours roughly in the gym, maybe five days a week. And then for my actual show training, it would be anywhere between 45 minutes to about an hour and 15 minutes, actually a little bit less time in the gym. How do you track your rest and what do you consider rest from the gym? I have full rest days right now and during my whole entire show prep. I'm doing two okay. rest days a week. And then I also do like 
rest time in between my exercise sets. So I'm not just doing everything Mm -hmm. back to back to back or running circuits. So it looks like 90 seconds to three minutes sometimes in between. Yeah. I probably should have clarified because there is a difference. There is a difference between rest versus recovery. Should have probably specified days versus rest between sets. So making that distinction. One of the other things I'd love to know about is any sort of supplements What do you use in the way of supplements? Protein powder and creatine are pretty much the only supplements that I take. I know a lot of people enjoy using pre-workouts. I will use that very rarely if I'm super, super tired or just like needing that extra energy boost. But for me, they make me feel a little bit jittery, a little bit too amped up. And I also like to be able to listen to my body very closely. So for me personally, pre-workout puts a little bit of a block there. And so I might be pushing weights or cruising through rest times when I shouldn't be. As far as the creatine goes, I'm not sure if you've noticed, but for myself personally, I use creatine as well. I'm a little bit into the pre-workout because I like that little jittery feeling pushing me through my workouts. But with the creatine, I've really noticed that, you know how sometimes people say, oh, I'm not sure that I notice it's working. And sometimes I feel that myself. And I've actually narrowed in and zeroed in on the fact that I probably am not drinking enough water when I feel like I'm not seeing the benefits from the creatine as much as I would like to be. I think it definitely has to do with hydration. And as we look at what creatine does, the hydration that we ingest plays a big part in allowing creatine to play its role in our bodies. Is that your understanding or experience as well? Yeah, definitely. Especially when you first start taking creatine, it'll make you crazy thirsty. It's just your body like craving that water and using that water to help build your muscles better. I'm curious about cardio. Did you incorporate cardio? I know it's got an opposite end of the the goal for building muscle, but cardio is super important for cardiovascular health for your lung and your heart. So everybody should be doing cardio to some degree and for show prep. So because of my job, because of being the personal trainer, I'm already pretty active in my day. So I actually didn't do a ton of cardio just because it would have been too much strain on my Mm -hmm. body at that time it would have made me more tired and just more inflamed. And so for my cardio goals, it was just getting 10,000 steps in per day, which I was able to do most of the time through work. As I got closer and closer to the show and lower and lower in calories, I was a lot more still. So then towards the end, I had to start working in regular walks and it was pretty much just walking. At that point, I was just very tired. What about injuries? No, I've been super lucky. No injuries. I'm pretty cautious (laughs) with my weights and I always want to make sure that my form is good. Sometimes that can hold me back from setting my PRs, but at least I have no injuries to show for it. You did these bodybuilding shows and you placed well, second and first place, and now you're recovering post-show. Is there thoughts of doing another one or this was a goal you met and you're going to focus on other things? It's hard to say right now. I think depending on where life takes me, I would like the idea of doing another show in the future. It would be another couple of years before that happens for me, though. I want to take more time to build up my body size. I competed in the bikini category most recently. So if I were to try and compete again, I would want to go for figure. So I would need to be a little bit bigger in my upper body. Can you explain to our listeners the difference between the different categories of bodybuilding? Bikini is more balanced upper and lower symmetry, not quite as lean as figure and wellness. 
but still having a lot of muscular definition, but not getting the striations and not being like super vascular or super large. Can you give our listeners an idea of the stats that you achieved when you were competing, like what your weight and what your body fat percentage was? Sure. So I am 5'2". I got down to about 10% body fat and around 150. Wow. That is impressive. That is control. My goodness. (laughs) My hat is off to you yet again, Nicole. (laughs) So what is next on the bucket list for Nicole? You seem like a girl that kind of has big dreams for yourself and knows exactly what you're going after. (laughs) For gym goals, I'm trying to focus on getting some of my lifting numbers back up, trying to push some PRs for my bench press Mm -hmm. and my squat and build up some size for myself again. And then as far as just like general goals, I'm going to try and focus on my career as a personal trainer and Mm -hmm. as a fitness coach, try and build up some more business for myself off at a higher level. Do you have any desire to specialize within personal training? Yeah. So right now, most of my clients are weight loss, general weight loss and wellness clients, Mm -hmm. which I really, really enjoy. I enjoy working with that population, especially women, getting them in the gym, teaching them how to lift weights, getting them to feel confident and strong on the floor is incredibly rewarding. I definitely want to stay in that camp, but I could also see myself working towards being a bodybuilding coach as well. I still feel like I have some things to learn before I'd feel confident taking on a bodybuilding client, but eventually hopefully I can move that direction. If somebody, one of our Facebook community or anybody listening wants to get into bodybuilding, what would be some of the initial advice you would give them of what to look for, what pitfalls to perhaps avoid? Definitely hire a coach. Mm -hmm. I enjoy lifting. I'm a certified personal trainer and I still needed a coach. If I didn't have a coach, I would be all over the place with my workouts and with my nutrition, just not knowing what to do next, especially when you get into that super lean state to go over your nutrition goals and to have some accountability and someone to send pictures to. That would be your main thing is just find a coach and then pitfalls to avoid. Give yourself time. Like bodies are not built overnight and you're not going to be able to do a show with six weeks of prep time. Like you need to make sure that you're giving yourself months, maybe even years to get to where you're trying to go. Start eating clean. Even if you're in a building stage, getting those whole foods, getting all that nutrition in, starting to work on your diet now is going to help you in the long run when you're getting close to show. Nicole, I feel like you are the poster child of success for the FitBot app. (laughs) And I'm so glad that I stumbled across your post and that we got the opportunity to sit down and to meet you and just to hear about your story. This is called Gym rat rapid fire, sumo squats or back squats? Back squats. Gloves or no gloves? No gloves. Belt or no belt? Depends on the weight, no belt. Treadmill or elliptical? Treadmill. Dumbbells or kettlebells? Dumbbells. Deadlifts or Romanian deadlifts? Deadlifts. Volume versus form? Form, form first always. Free weight or machines? Free weight. You're a good sport. (laughs) That was fun. You are such a good sport, Nicole. Thank you so much for playing along. That was a lot of fun. I think our listeners are really going to love listening to this and getting to know you a little bit better, just like we did. So thank you so much for your time, Nicole. We really appreciate it. It was fun to get to know you. Thank you. Thanks to our listeners. Check out the show notes at fitbod.me slash podcast for all the details from this episode. Download the FitBod app from the Apple App Store or the Google Play Store. Use the promo code BUILT for a 14-day free trial. 
We'd love to hear from you. Leave us a comment and a rating on your favorite podcast network. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week.